The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patria, joined by my good friend, Santino Cone. Uh, there's no jokes, but it's April Fool's, it's April 1st, and we're here to break down this nice little seven-game card that we have. Santino, I couldn't imagine that we'd be uh, scheduled for any other day but April Fool's and be together. Uh, it just, it just, it's too fitting. Yeah, it's a pretty solid day, I guess. Uh, you're making it real, real corny, but uh, I respect it. <laughs> That's my guy. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, we got seven games to break down. It's going to be a nice little card for us on our hands. Nice. I like these. Uh, six to eight is always like right in the wheelhouse. It's not too much, not too little. Uh, but as always, before we jump into anything, quick shout out to our presenting sponsors over at my bookie. If you guys haven't checked them out, if you've never heard of them, probably under a rock. But head over to mybookie.ag. They are the number one sports book out there, guys. The only one I get my stamp of approval for. The only one I trust with my money for all my sports betting needs. So uh, whether you want to do some NBA action, March Madness starting to get down to the nitty-gritty with the Final Four coming up. So uh, and we got baseball opening day tomorrow. So whatever sport you want to play, whatever you want to do, you can head over to MyBookie and do it. And they also have a fully-fledged casino platform open 24-7. Check them out, guys. Use the promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, on your initial deposit, and you will receive a 50% deposit match on up to $1,000. So you put in $1,000, they'll give you $500 for free to play with. Use that promo code HOOPBALL, H O O P. B-A-L-L. All right, Santino. Ready to jump into this? Yeah, let's do it, man. Philadelphia 76ers traveling to Cleveland. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. As far as the injury report goes, look at this Cleveland Cavaliers. Funny thing is we only have two uh, two game lines out of seven. Uh, I was doing the show with Keith last night. Ten games total. We had seven of them. Seven out of ten. Uh, We're two for seven tonight. But for Cleveland, Jared Allen's out as well as Larry Nance Jr. Larry Nance dealing with the injury or illness. Uh, Jared Allen still dealing with the concussion. Delvadova, Kevin Love, questionable. So a little bit of an upgrade for uh, Kevin Love, questionable. Dylan Windler, doubtful. On the Sixers side of things, Joel Embiid still ruled out. George Hill and Mason Jones ruled out. This is not one of the games we have the game total for. So I'll pass it over to you, Santino. Talk about the Sixers squad. Yeah, so we still have no Embiid for at, for one more game. I should be. They said he should be playing Saturday, but uh, this is a pretty good spot. I mean, there's both front court guys are uh, are going to be out in this one. Nance, Allen, don't know even if Delado or a Love plays, probably not going to play more than 15 minutes. Uh, so this is this is going to be a solid matchup, and I think you could look at uh, both of Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris. Both guys have not been doing great, especially Ben Simmons. He hasn't really brought value back at all. Um, but this is a, a solid matchup for him, and there's no paint present whatsoever on Cleveland right now. Uh, and with that said, I think we can look at Dwight Howard also, uh, 5,600. He's going to go up against Isaiah Hartenstein, and then... 
Um, Lamar Stevens as the backup, primary backup big. I mean, a uh, lot to like there. And it's also Cleveland who's just not that good and not that good at defensively anyway. Uh, so I think we can take a look at all three big guys. And then um, maybe some Matisse Diable and Mike Scott for people under 4K that you know are going to get a little bit of solid run there uh, and could bring back some points in the 20s. I'm with you. I think when you look at a lot of these guys around that, you know, hovering around that 9K range, uh, even look at like Trey Young, 9,400. Uh, I just prefer Simmons, 8,900. You talked about there's no real paint presence, and Ben Simmons not necessarily taking advantage of uh, the three-point line. Uh, most of his scoring is going to come in that paint. So uh, the, all that is just a plus, knowing that he could just easily take take advantage of this Team defensively, they have no one. I don't know. They're probably going to throw a core at him. Uh, but, you know, this dude was averaging about 40 DK points in this matchup in two games earlier in the season. Uh, and with both those games, uh, they were not the exact same situations, the exact same usage that he's going to have right now. I think one of those games Embiid played. And in that game that Embiid played, he put up 74 DK points. So uh, there's definitely plenty of opportunity for Ben Simmons to look at, like, a 50-point game in this one, in my opinion. So... I have him up there. And anytime him and Harris, they're both great options, him and Harris, but $200 difference, I'm just going to play Simmons. Uh, it makes it, makes the decision pretty easy for me. That's probably it for Philly for me. But on the other side of the ball, uh, you touched on it with Cleveland. Uh, Jared Allen, Larry Nance, both these guys looking like they're on a better half and not playing. So uh, Isaiah Hartenstein, touch on him, man. Oh, I thought I thought you were talking. Oh no, uh, no, I want to give you the thunder because I, I, I don't know. I like I like playing this kid. So I, I, yeah, think I mean, that... he's not, he's under four K. They don't have another center option. So, I mean, why why wouldn't you play him here? Uh, he put up near over thirty points in the last one, thirty five DK points. I don't think he's going to get fourteen rebounds and seven assists again. But he'll probably shoot a little bit better than 20, two for eight from the field. May not have five personal fouls, so should see thirty plus minutes as long as he's not in foul trouble. Uh, under 4K, you're not going to find that type of run really anywhere. And then you, another guy under almost bare minimum, you could look at um, Torian Prince. We just mentioned no Jared Allen, no Larry Nance. He played in the last one. Uh, not the greatest of point-per-minute guys or greatest fantasy guy, but at bare minimum, he should play 25-plus minutes now that he's got some win back. Uh, Dean Wade should start 4,600. Uh Garland shouldn't. I, I prefer Garland over Sexton with that big discount. But uh, without anybody in the front court, we can look at some of these bodies here, and there's just a lot of cheap value. Yeah, I don't hate the backcourt guys, and it's just you touched on it. We have seven other games, so I'll probably opt to go with mostly just the front court guys here. Hartenstein, 3,700. You know, would it be surprised if he ends up drawing the star as you know we record this in the night before? Um, just knowing that they're probably going to end up rolling out Howard in the starting lineup. But we, we'll have to wait and see. Even the, Regardless, if, I hope he comes off the bench. That's what we're hoping. Uh, less ownership. This guy's probably going to be pretty chalky after that initial game he had. He's always been a fantastic point-per-minute guy. Uh, wherever he's kind of made you know brief stops. I think he came up kind of with Houston. And he's had, he had some big, pretty big uh, DFS games. If you've been uh, you know playing DFS, I think he came up like two years, two or three years ago. Uh, but he's been bouncing around a little bit. But... Found a home here at Cleveland. They need a center right now, and he should be looking at minimum, like you said, you know, 25, 26 minutes, absolute minimum, probably over 30 if the game uh, stays close and he stays out of foul trouble. Actually, it doesn't matter if it stays close. He's playing regardless. Move on to the next game. Washington Wizards traveling to Detroit. They're taking on the Pistons in here. 
uh, Pistons on the second half of a back-to-back. So no injury report for them. Before the Wizards, Bradley Beal is questionable. Deal with the right hip contusion. Uh, Davis Bertans, Thomas Bryant, Daniel Gafford, and Ish Smith all rolled out. Naul, Raul Neto. I was going to say Naul Reto. Raul Neto is questionable. And no game total. No spread for this one either. We'll start with the Wizards here. Uh, Westbrook just kind of been a dominant force, not only on the court, uh, but on Instagram. I don't know if you happen to see uh, what his wife and him were talking about. Uh, kind of, you know, going at Stephen A, in my opinion, rightfully. So uh, I really enjoyed that. But 11K, one of the most, if not, I think she actually is the most expensive guy on the slate, Santino. The guy you're spending on? Yeah. I, I mean, he's just crushing his value right now. Even in a in a seven for twenty shooting slump against the the Hornets, he put up near seventy DK points. Uh, the game before that, uh, we we all know what that was. Uh, but if Bradley Beal misses this game again, I mean, mark this guy for another twenty fifteen fifteen ish triple double. Uh, you know what you're paying for if you have the eleven K and you like the rest of your lineup. Why, as as Russ likes to say, why not? Why not spend them? <laughs> up for him and it's just it's kind of that that simple for me the detroit no one on that defense poses a threat to stop him from doing what he does um so yeah i'll go right there and then if beal misses rui's been stepping up he's the number two option there's really no other guys that are scoring here and he's playing a boatload of minutes and he's taken over he's taken 49 shots in the last two games so at 6.8 6.8 do i hate that price tag for him do, would i want to spend that no but i mean if there's no beal uh who besides westbrook is going to take shots and he's actually outshot westbrook uh so don't hate going there and then i guess if there's no beal there's not a lot of other people there we can take stabs at some of these other guys uh, like jerome robinson's been starting for beal he's only 3500 and I, that's probably the, the best of the under four case that I would go here on this team. Yeah, uh, I think actually, I don't know if I cut out or if you cut out early on when you first started talking about Westbrook, but um, I pretty much got the gist of that. And uh, again, I don't know if it was I got lost or if you got lost, but from what I got from it, Westbrook's a fantastic play. He's, you know, with no bill, there's no way that he's not paying off his price tag pretty much. Uh, going against Detroit, and if that's your, if that is what you said, Santino, which that's what I got, and I'm with it. Um, I just, I don't see how this guy just doesn't continuously keep paying off his price tag. He's been doing it. He's going to be a triple double machine, uh, especially the fact that he's just like arguing on Instagram and all that good stuff. Uh, that he's an emotional player. Uh, this dude's playing for passion. He's playing with a purpose and a point. He kind of said he's not going ring hunting. He's a champion in life. Uh, I expect him just to continuously just keep pouring it on. And if there's no Beal, lock him in. 11K, he's going to be in my lineups if there's no Beal. Uh, if there is Beal, there's some other options that we could look at. I'll still play some Westbrook at 11K regardless. It doesn't matter to me that much. Uh, but I'll definitely, you know, probably ease back uh, on a few lineups. But outside of that, I don't know if I'll go to Rui, but the 49 shot attempts over two games is kind of absurd. He's a guy that, like, I don't think is very good at basketball, but if he's going to shoot this much, I uh, I got I to gotta keep him in the player pool. Jerome Robinson, 3,500, definitely in play. If Beal is out on the other side of the ball, Detroit side of things, uh, we'll have to keep an eye on this one. I think Diallo sat on the second half of a back-to-back during last game, but he's also, he's on his, uh, you know, I think he's, four games back from his groin injury. 
Uh, so he's working his way back. There's a decent chance he does not play in this one, but we'll have to kind of monitor that. But why don't you talk about this Detroit team? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's more than Diallo that we have to watch out for to sit. Um, we've we've seen Wayne Ellington miss the last one. Uh, Magruder missed the last one. Dumboya came in questionable. Dennis Smith Jr. missed the last one. Corey Joseph's an older veteran. A lot of people to keep an eye out for uh, to see if they're playing or not playing, and that's going to pretty much change the outlook on the whole team and on who's in, who's out, but this is a fantastic matchup. Uh, they don't play too fast, the Pistons, but they're going to be playing fast in this particular matchup against a team that just runs and runs and runs, doesn't play much defense. Uh, we can look at Mason Plumley. He hasn't um, he played 30 minutes in the last one. Before that, only 18, and then before that, he was playing around 30 or so, but uh, this we know the center spot on Washington is just easy pickings. So at 6K, we can look at him there. Uh, if you really wanted a cheaper center too, you can look at Isaiah Stewart. Uh, these teams played not too long ago, and Isaiah Stewart put up 24.5 points um, <clears throat> in 21 minutes. So we can see in, in a near double-double. So we can see both those guys. Uh, and then just monitor the news and see who's in, who's out. Because uh, if like Diallo sits or Josh Jackson sits, any of these guys sit, there's a lot of solid options out here. If Dennis Smith Jr. sits again, we have we have Saban Lee at 4500 for another cheap option. Uh, he, he had himself a decent game. Um, just a lot of value on this team going against the, the Wizards that uh, we'll, we'll have to see who who actually suits up and, and who's starting here. But um, it's, a, it's a team that I, I, I'll have some solid exposure to. Yeah, I mean it's just an up it's an uptick tempo. I mean, it's, we know neither team plays defense. We we're, if we're playing some, you know, Washington, we're gonna want somebody on the other side of the ball. I think Plumlee's a fantastic option. Uh he averages a point per minute DK wise, uh going against this team earlier in the season. Only played about twenty six minutes. I think he put about almost thirty DK points, but you said it, they have absolutely no front court options. Uh if Diallo does play, I mean this dude is just kind of absorbing a lot of this usage now. Uh a lot of these guys, you know, less Sadiq Bay shots we've been seeing. Uh, less Josh Jackson we've been seeing. So clearly they want this dude to be a big part of their offense and a big part of their team, uh, or at least they want to see what he can do. But there's a decent chance he sits. Uh, outside of those two guys, Saban Lee, he's going to continuously start point guard as long as Dennis Smith Jr. is out. Uh, if Wayne Ellington's out, uh, you know, Frank Jackson's been playing. He's been shooting great from behind the arc, but uh, largely just score dependent. So I'll be really just looking at, you know, Mason Plumley. I'll be taking some shots at Saban Lee. I'll be keeping a close eye on Diallo. I want to play more of these guys. But, uh, you know, a lot of them, you know, it feels like it's almost a crapshoot. I think Jer- uh, Jeremy Grant, neither one, I don't think we, we really touched on him. He's always in play. I don't think that needs to be said uh, too, too much. He's been down a little bit over the past few games. He had a big one tonight against Portland. So this might be his, like, get-right game. But this is just a fantastic matchup. And at 7,200, that always feels like that's where his price tag should be. So I don't know if we're really getting him out of value. Uh, but, you know, we just know what that dude could do in the offensive role. He's been kind of hoisting this team with all year long. Next game, Charlotte Hornets traveling to Brooklyn, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time game. For the Nets, no injury report there on the second half of the back-to-back. For the Hornets, LaMelo Ball ruled out. Malik Monk is probable. No game total, no spread. Pass it over to you, man. Let's talk about this Hornets team. And this Hornets team's on the the front end of a back to back, but this is another good good pace up spot. And James Harden left in the late in the third quarter and didn't return with hamstring tightness uh, tonight. 
in the front end of a back-to-back. So he's probably on the wrong side of questionable for this one. And then, you know, Aldridge, Shemet, uh, they missed the last one, probably not going to play. KD's not going to play. Uh, with all that said, um, this is a good spot for them. If there's no James Harden, I mean, they're going to be playing more backups, and we'll see what happens there. But uh, I think Devontae Graham at 6,400 is in a nice spot. P.J. Washington, now that Brooklyn's trying to go a little bit smaller, uh, this guy's been playing had a few bad games. <laughs> he didn't score a point the other night. He was, <laughs> I believe, uh, 0, 0 for 7 or 0 for something high in 44 minutes. And he still wound up putting up 12 points and blocks and steals and a couple assists. Uh, you just think if a couple shots fell there, that's pretty rock-solid value. So I don't mind looking at him and Graham for um, where they're priced. And those are probably the two highest guys I'll go for. Um, Malik Monk at 4'9". If he's playing, you know he's going to shoot. And this is a matchup where he can shoot. Uh, so we can look to him there. And then I'm looking at this actual center position. Um, Cody Zeller popped up with 24 minutes in their last game out of nowhere when he seemingly was out of the rotation. Uh, and he split 24 minutes with Bismack. So... Uh, what I want to find out before I lock in anybody um, in, in PJ too is are they transitioning more back or back to traditional center or are they going to play PJ more at this at, at the center spot and if they're tr- if they're doing the former then uh, Biombo and and Zeller whoever's getting that start under both under 4K come into play for me because Brooklyn matchup absolutely I mean I think that might have just been like Westbrook just punished Biombo so hard. Yeah. Uh, with that dunk that they were like, we need to give this guy a quick break. Let's, you know, let's throw Zeller back in there real quick. So, you know, this guy's got to get some court time. But I think all these guys are in play. I mean, pretty much every single one of them at their price right now, earlier in the season, paid off that price tag. I think it was outside of Rozier because Rozier is now up to 8K. He only put up about 30 DK points. But uh, he's still very, very much into play uh, in this matchup. And, you know, factoring all of that in, into play, LaMelo Ball did play in that game. It was early on in the season. So, he didn't have a huge role, only played 20 minutes in that game. That is being Lamella. So it's, you know, I think we could have a decent understanding of what the usage is going to kind of look like. Um, but here, we're going to have to kind I, I of hear say, you dinging. Yeah, I got, I, got a little, I got a little text action. Um, but we're going to have to, yeah, I think I just got thrown off by that text, man. I don't <laughs> know what that was. Uh, but I think Devontae Graham, 6,400, very much in play. I think that P.J. Washington, 6,300, pretty much a center going against the Nets. It doesn't matter who you are. He plays power forward, but like you said, he'll see a fair amount of time at the at the big man spot here. He put up 40 DK points in this matchup earlier in the year, so I think we can look at P.J. Washington as well. Gordon Hayward, 79, getting a little bit of an elevated price tag now that LaMelo's been out for a few games. Wanted to argue with it. Probably not going to be the first guy, but... All these guys are in fantastic matchups. And like you said, whoever actually does draw that start at center, probably going to be looking at chopping the minutes. Wouldn't probably see more than you know, 24 or 25. But under that 4K mark, they're going to be in play going against Brooklyn. On the net side of the ball, though, uh, no James Harden is what I think we could expect. No, it's the second half of a back-to-back. This team has playoff aspirations. He's dealing with hamstring, left the game, didn't return. Kyrie Irving is going to be 9,800. Is he a lock or is he somebody that we can consider – uh, you know, keeping the player pool, but not, you know, we can still get some other guys in there. Um, if you're not going to spend up to Westbrook and you want that discount, uh, he has the best matchup of the other guys uh, without Harden in there and knowing you're going against the Hornets and Devontae Graham. 
Uh, that's a very enticing matchup for the who 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 should be the lone superstar on on the Nets team. Uh, so yeah, I would prefer him over some of the other options right around him, whether they're slightly above him or slightly below him. Um, Kyrie is just in a, in a great spot, assuming that Harden wakes up tomorrow and say, or they're just going to be extremely cautious, which I expect them to be. Uh, and outside of him, I mean, uh, go down the list and, and look, everybody's going to get a little bit more shots here. Uh, Joe Harris is now back to the number two guy. You're probably going to have Bruce Brown start. Uh, maybe Blake Griffin plays a little bit more. I don't really like the Blake Griffin. I'm not going to play him. I'm probably not going to have too much Bruce Brown, but I think we could look at like a, a, a Nick Claxton who gets a little bit more um, war, or run here. Maybe they play uh, bump everybody up slightly just to make up for Harden. Uh, Kyrie goes to point guard, um, and then everybody else just bumps up a little bit. Maybe you see some more Nick Claxton there. Um, but I think Harris and and Claxton and, and a little bit of Bruce Brown would be the guys that I'd be looking at outside of Irving. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Bruce Brown is just a go-to guy anytime we see that he, either Kyrie or Harden are out. Uh, but Harden's you know, a little bit more of a ball-dominant point guard uh, as opposed to Irving. So having him off the floor, I definitely think, gives Bruce Brown a little bit of an uptick. Uh, Joe Harris, just his shot was on tonight. Uh, I believe he hit like seven three-pointers or something like that. But 5,500, when this guy's going to get the usage of the shot attempts, he's worth it. Uh, and this was a game that both these guys were available. So I don't I don't mind looking at a guy like Joe Harris at that price tag, very much available. And I might even try to get Kyrie and Westbrook in my lineups. I think, you know, being able to do that, we already talked about a ton of value. It's only, we're only three games in, man. Uh, we talked about a ton of value that under that 3K mark. So, uh, Or, I mean, 4K mark, I'm sorry. So I think we could, there's there's a good option we could get both these guys in here. We're going to talk about a few other guys that we're definitely going to like as well. Uh, but it's going to be hard not to like them both. 9,800 is an expensive. We're, we're pretty much looking for a 50-point return. But there's no one on that other side of the ball that's really stopping Kyrie Irving. You ready to move on to the next one? Yep. Golden State Warriors traveling to Miami. They're taking on the Heat for the Warriors. Eric Paschal and Clay Thompson both rolled out. No injury report for the Heat. Yep, but, uh, second night of a back-to-back. Yeah. And it is also the only game. It's, it's crazy how they do this. It's one of the only games that we have a game total for. Uh, we have many teams that are on back-to-backs, but we have no game totals for it. But this one we do, 218 and a half. The Heat are favored by one and a half points. Steph Curry back. Didn't miss a beat. Only played 30 minutes in the last one, but uh, looked like his normal self. Came out, put up 51 DK points. Uh, 9,600, he's going to draw the line right there at Kyrie. He'd probably be the pivot. I think more people would probably go straight to Kyrie Irving, knowing that this is a matchup against the Heat. It's a little bit less enticing. Uh, with all that being said, he is the pivot for a reason. He has just as much upside, uh, just maybe, I guess, on this exact night with no Harden, I guess, lower of a floor. So he's been play for me for GPPs. Outside of that, I don't mind looking at Draymond Green. I like Draymond a lot better when Steph's back on the floor. A lot less attention is drawn to him if he wants to bring the ball up the floor. So uh, if I want to go to Draymond, I think that is the best time to do it. And outside of those two, I do not think I will be playing anybody else going against the Heat. But I will pass it over to you. Get your Golden State thoughts. Yeah, and the Warriors, uh, they're on the front end of a back-to-back. But they play the Raptors tomorrow. So I would assume if they do sit someone, probably in that game. Just because it's a little bit easier of a matchup. Um, Yeah, I mean, you could look at Curry. But it... I I just prefer Harden as I I mean wow I I prefer uh, Kyrie as I alluded to with 
assuming that Harden's out, uh, just makes a lot of sense to go there. And I think a lot of people are. Uh, so if you do want a cheaper, I mean, a uh, less owned pivot, Curry makes that make sense in GPPs, but probably not going to have much exposure to anyone in this, in this particular matchup. Um, just doesn't seem like the highest of scoring matchups here. And looking at all the, the pricing, I mean, I would like Wiseman, but I don't really trust him against Bam to exceed 5,200 too much. Bam feels like he's going like, to just teach him a lesson. Uh, I could just see, I could see this being on like ESPN the following morning that like Bam just dunks on him three times throughout the night. I believe it was also Wiseman's birthday uh, today. That is uh, the night that we're recording this, uh, March thirty first. So he's now a twenty year old, if I'm not mistaken. So he's a man, uh, but he's going to get grown man by by Bam. So yeah, I'd, uh, I I would love him just knowing that they're kind of talking about giving him a bigger role, starting to actually run pick and roll, something Steve Kerr hasn't done in like three or four years with that team, uh, and you know, kind of just going more towards the the Wiseman approach, I guess but not in this matchup. On the Miami side, uh, Butler at 9K, I think that is an absolutely splendid price tag. He's been kind of floating around that 92, 93, uh, 100, and now he's uh, floating around at 9K. I don't mind him. I like this matchup. I like this matchup for him. I don't think they really have an answer. They're going to throw Wiggins on him most likely, uh, but he should be able to just hold his own. So not my favorite option. I'd probably prefer to spend up the extra just, you know, six or 800, get to Curry, uh, you know, get to Kyrie. But again, this dude has a high floor and high ceiling. He put up 53 DK points in this matchup. So I wouldn't fault you. See, he's got that small forward eligibility, which I think we all know when we're rounding out our lineup, small forward sometimes uh, tends to be the more annoying position that we either just spend up or spend down on. And outside of him, uh, Bam at 83. We just told, I just talked about it. He's going to absolutely teach Wiseman a lesson, most likely in this game. So I wouldn't fault you to go there. Just I think uh, the way my my lines are shaking out, I'm spending up and I'm and I'm spending some good bucks. I want to get some Ben Simmons if I want to get Westbrook. If I want to get Irving, if I want to get some of these other guys, I might not be able to spend up at the center position. So I don't know if I end up with Bam, but this is still just an absolute fantastic uh, fantastic matchup for him. And then we should continue to see Trevor Ariza play some decent minutes. He didn't shoot well for the past few games. He's 2 of 14 over the last two. Uh, and that should right himself. He's a guy that normally prides himself. I think he's been notoriously known since his Laker days. Back me up, I think, here, Santino. as one of the best three-point corner shooters, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. Yeah, so being you know, 0 for 6 from behind the arc over the past two games is very unlike him. So... Uh, 4,500, not a ton of juice left on the bone if he's only going to be playing, you know, mid 20 minutes, but still some there left for us. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit different. I, I, I don't mind playing Bam. I think he would be my favorite play on this slate. Uh, but I know that Victor Oladipo is going to be making his debut in this one and, and that's going to change up everything and, and they're going to have to, he's going to have to learn how to play with them and they're going to learn how to play with him. And usually it takes a couple games to adjust. And then when you're going up against a team with the eighth best defensive rating, uh, even though they play at the second highest pace, uh, adjusting is not something that mm-hmm. I want to pay for, uh, particularly in this game. So I'm probably gonna, I'm going to leave mo- all of these uh, guard and wing options alone. And if I do attack someone, it'll be uh, Bam at 83. But I do think we have other options that we already even mentioned uh, that are cheap on that that center spot there. 
Yeah, it's a great point that you brought up. I, I kind of buried the lead and I didn't even mention that, so I'm glad. And that's funny because I think we were, we were actually talking about this earlier, uh, just casually on the phone, that he was going to be returning today. And I didn't mention it. So great call. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. And yeah, I don't expect him to probably come out here and play like 30 minutes, especially since he was dealing with an illness that, you know, kind of delayed his initial debut with Miami. But, you know, he's definitely going to obviously have to take a fair amount of shot attempts, a fair amount of usage with this team. We'll probably start seeing less Tyler Hero. Uh, I believe Kendrick Nunn was questionable. I don't know if he actually ended up suiting up tonight. Um, off the, do you know about that, Santino? Did, did Kendrick Nunn actually play? Um, I wasn't watching the the Heat game before we went on, so I'm not 100% no, he, sure on that I, one. I don't. I don't think he did, no. So Kendrick Nunn was unavailable, so he did not play uh, tonight. And, you know, if, if he sits again, you know, we'll probably see regular, regular normal minutes for guys like Hero and Dragic, but definitely expect the the usage to be decreased as opposed to, you know, Oladipo coming and playing in town as opposed to Kendrick Dunn. He's going to have to take more than that. Uh, but we'll slide on to the next game. We're kind of going to have to wait and see what the starting lineup looks like, but those are pretty much our general thoughts on Miami. Three games left. Orlando Magic traveling to New Orleans. They're taking on the Pelicans in this one. For the Pelicans, Alonzo Ball and Zion, both questionable. Zion uh, seemingly, I guess, dodged a bullet, the franchise is saying. Um, but who knows what the franchise really says after J.J. Reddick's podcast. Uh, but, they, <laughs> yeah, they, they said that uh, he, uh, he's, he, they thought he sprained his thumb and then he was going to miss a few weeks. Uh, turns out it's going to be a much more of a short-term injury, uh, saying that he might not miss any time at all. Either way, I want Zion to have both thumbs, so... Uh, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. But on the Magic side, Cole Anthony still out. He's expected to return on the road trip at some point. Uh, Markel Fultz, Gary Harris, Jonathan Isaac, all out. No game total. Oh, I lied. Two twenty four and a half game total. We actually do have one. Uh, Pelicans. This feels broken, but it's probably right. Favored by ten and a half points. This feels so weird seeing the Pelicans favored by ten and a half points. Uh, but we'll start off with this Orlando team, man. Uh, it's been a little weird. It's definitely been a weird, a little weird. But I think with a lot of these price tags and a lot of these lineups that we've been seeing, there's definitely some uh, some some spots we can take advantage of. Yeah, and they're on the front end of a back to back, so they're probably going to play most people. And I mean, the the Pelicans. That's my bad. Uh, the Pelicans are on the front end of a back to back, but we are on the the Magic right now. I got a little ahead of myself there, um, but. This is a good matchup for for both teams. The the Magic, we already know what the Magic have now, and it's just a bunch of youth and a bunch of people that are going to play hard, but outside of upsetting the Clippers, who just like to get laughed at, uh, don't really see them being too competitive uh, or get too many wins out there. But uh, as far as DFS... We saw that Terrence Ross just didn't have it in the last game. And at 7,100, he's still going to be the guy to take the most shots for the most most point, uh, most part. He took 12 in the last one, and he took eight free throws. Uh, so you figure that at 16 shots there, that leads the team. Um, but I'm looking at guys like uh, Okiki. Uh, he's been playing pretty solid, and he's still, only, he's still under 6K, so I think we can look at him. Uh, most of these guys are in the, the mid-5K range, so it's... It's tough that they're all kind of like splitting minutes right now, and uh, that's fair price tags for most of these guys, like Carter Williams, Okiki, uh, Carter Jr., Porter Jr., Bamba. Those are the guys that I want to target, but they're all in that within 4.9 to 5.9. 
that I'm probably not going to have much exposure to them, but this matchup is very good to where I'll take some shots. Um, like Bombat 4-9. Steven Adams, he, he's just going to bring him out of the paint here. Uh, Carter Jr., at some point, both those two centers are going to steal a lot of Ken Birch's minutes, and Birch is going to play more power forward next to them. Uh, but I think I like those two, Porter Jr. and Okiki, the most. Yeah, I think that it's it's a little troubling with a lot of these guys being in that 5K range because we expect like two or three of these guys to you know return value. Uh, which two or three is is kind of the question. But uh, I, I like all these guys in that 5K range, to be honest. You know, if Zion sits, obviously that gives a big boost to anybody in the front court that doesn't have to deal with getting rammed into him all night long. Um, especially Okiki. Okiki being an undersized guy as it is, Zion will pretty much kind of like bulldoze him into oblivion if he really wanted to for the entire night. So I would have more uh, more interest in Okiki uh, with Zion out. I still think he's in play either way. Uh, but Carter Williams at 5,900, he's going to continue just to play the bulk of the point guard minutes. The guy's shot's never falling. Uh, he's basically like, you know, what what like Twitter imagines Lonzo Ball is. They think, like, for some reason, Twitter tweet, uh, treats Lonzo Ball like he's just the worst player of all time. Uh, but, you know, in reality, he's just going to be a guy that doesn't turn out a lot of points. He's never going to shoot great from the field, but he'll give you good assists. He's going to give you good boards, chip in some defensive stats, put up 40 DK points in that last one on 3 of 10 shooting. So in up-paced games, in games where now he's going to have to be forced to take a little bit more shot attempts, now that they don't have Evan Fournier, Aaron Gordon, Vucevic, uh, he's going to have to shoot. So... I don't mind taking a look at him at 5,900. I think him and Okiki would probably be my first two options. And if we see a change in the starting lineup or Porter Jr. or Wendell Carter Jr. start, <clears throat> excuse me, then I think we could start looking at them. But until they're starting, it's a little too hard to trust them uh, coming off the bench, splitting those minutes. But on the other side of the ball, Lonzo and Zion, both questionable, makes things a little bit tough. Uh, but why don't you talk about this team? Yeah, and it's kind of hard to gauge exactly where they're going to be with uh, two of their starters and two of their main usage guys not playing or possibly not playing this one. Uh, if Zion sits and whether ball plays or not, Brandon Ingram becomes the go-to guy on this team. Uh, at under 8K, definitely someone we could look at, and you could probably get him with one to two of those top-tier guys as well because he's not uh, It's not an abnormal or absurd price tag to get a third relatively uh, high price guy. He's just under the high tier, as we like to say. Um, and yeah, if, if Zion's not going to be in there, I mean, Brandon Ingram in Orlando, uh, him being the, the sole, sole shooter on this team, definitely go there. And then you look, if Lonzo doesn't play, I know Naw is now 6.1. I don't want to go there, but if Lonzo and Zion don't play, I mean, this guy's not afraid to shoot. He can pull, be in my player pool. I'm probably not going to go there much, but I can't fault anybody for going that route, uh, just knowing him and Ingram are going to take the majority of these shots here. Um, and that's probably like where I'll be looking. I don't know how competitive this game will be. It's a 10-point spread. It's probably slightly closer than that. Uh, maybe people are going to be going back to Orlando thinking, oh, they just beat the Clippers on the road. Uh, so maybe they can do that. But I, it's hard to, it's hard for me to see that uh, them doing that again, even if Zion uh, or Ball miss this. Yeah, I think if, if we see that Zion says Hangram's got to be a near lock at 7,800, he's going to end up being probably everyone's favorite darling. Orlando's got really nothing that can 
that can handle him defensively. It's a fantastic matchup from regardless, but we can expect you know twenty plus shot attempts at that point if there's no Zion. Uh, you said it perfectly with Naw Naw uh, six to one hundred. It's it's a tough price tag to pay, but the guy's been routinely churning out thirty point games. And if there's no Zion, then we have to, I'm thirty DK point games. That is, uh, if there's no Zion, then it's it's kind of hard not to imagine that doesn't at least continue uh, and probably get a nice little boost. And then I think another guy that we could take a look at. Uh, he's been flying around on the radar. Nobody actually likes him. Nobody actually thinks he's good at basketball anymore. But Eric Bledsoe. Uh, at 5,100, if there is no Zion, if there is no Lonzo, he'll probably you know force to step up a little bit more offensively than he's been asked to do over the past I don't know season. Uh, but you know there was a brief stretch where I think it was you know early March, mid March, where this dude was an afterthought during the trade deadline. He'd get 20 minutes, 25, 26 minutes, uh, and that's quietly been put to bed over the past you know five games. He's played at least 30 minutes over the past four, uh, at least 33 minutes. So he's in, he's playing his minutes again. And as long as those two guys uh, sit, I imagine a couple extra shot attempts. So not a terrible play, not the best play, but he's in play. Uh, so I will look at him. I think he's probably a better GPP play just because he has that 20, 20 point floor, which is pretty awful. But we 20 point floor. Yeah, it might even be lower than that. You're probably right. Uh, but I think I could definitely look at him. And, and that's, again, with no Zion, no Lonzo, uh, I can see myself taking a couple stabs at him. Nobody on Orlando really scares me away from it. Ready to move on to the next one? Yes, sir. Atlanta Hawks traveling to San Antonio. They're taking on the Spurs in this one. For the Hawks, John Collins, Chris Dunn, Cam Reddish all ruled out. DeAndre Hunter is questionable. The Spurs have yet to submit an injury report. It's because they're on the second half. Are they on the second half? Yeah, second half of back-to-back. Yep, and the Hawks are on the front end. Yep, absolutely. And no game total. No spread. We already got them out of the way. The two for the night were the last two games that we just talked about. So, uh, we'll I'll pass it over to you. Uh, Atlanta Hawks. We're looking at Trey Young at ninety four hundred. <clears throat> it's an expensive price tag for him. We've already talked about so many other guys. How do you feel? Yeah, I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna go here. Uh, pretty solid matchup. Uh, Murray can. Murray and White are both good defenders, but Trey Young can get his when he wants. Even in, in bad games, he's been putting up stats. But um, I, I just like the other options, and that's that's where I'll be on that one. Uh, as far as Capella, I think he's in a solid matchup. We know John Collins is not going to be playing in this one, uh, so it really opens up things for <clears throat> Capella to grab as many rebounds as possible. You you figure uh, Gallinari is going to start, and if he doesn't, maybe they throw in Solomon Hill and keep that second unit together. I, I can't imagine DeAndre Hunter is going to get like 30 minutes in this one uh, if he does play. So, uh, yeah, Capella is going to be a one-man band down there. Him and him and Pirtle are going to be bodying each other for, for rebounds, and, and I'm all for that. Um, and I guess, as I mentioned, uh, Gallinari, if he does draw the start and he's going to be playing 30 minutes, say Hunter's not ready to uh, play in this one, uh, at 5,200, that's, that's a rock-solid uh, price tag for a guy that um, – is now going to be seeing maybe the number two option on offense. Uh, so I like that there. Uh, that's probably it. I know Bogdanovich has been playing a little bit better, but I think Lou Williams um, might be back for this one. He didn't debut in the last game, but he might. And that just takes off a little of the shine uh, that Bogdo has been having a, lately. Yeah, that Bogdo shine has been nice. And he, he really stepped up in that last one. 
Uh, he actually really took most of the minutes when Collins went out. I mean, you know, Collins only played 15 minutes in that game where he got hurt. And we've seen Bogdo play 37 as opposed to, you know, 23 and 21, the two games prior. He, had, uh, you know, he gets 30 here and there. Uh, but he got boosted straight up to 37, and you know, if I'm not mistaken, I think Gallinari only finished the game with 23 minutes. So that's not saying that's what's going to happen going forward. You're probably right. It's going to be Gallo starting. It's probably going to be Gallo getting the most minutes, and if Lou Williams comes back, he's most likely going to eat into the guard rotation a little bit more than uh, the power forward rotation. But uh, I still think he's definitely going to be in play at 5,400. Uh, you know, I don't love that price tag. But it wouldn't shock me if he ends up being second on the uh, team in shot attempts. Um, it wouldn't shock me if Gallo is either. Both these guys very similar price tags. I'm with you, though, on Trey Young. I won't be playing Trey Young. And then Capella, 7,700. He's a great play. Uh, we've been seeing it time and time again when they list him as questionable or if they limit his minutes. This dude could play 35 minutes. It's just they're trying to preserve him. And in the situations where they can't, they, they, they run him out there. We've seen him play 30, uh, 35 minutes in the game that John Collins got hurt. Wouldn't shock me if we see him play 34 or 35 minutes in another game without John Collins. So I think he's in play at 7,700. So I'll be looking at Capella, uh, Bogdanovich, Gallinari, and I'll probably draw the line there. I don't even think uh, you know, I end up with uh, any more than maybe one or two of them. On the Spurs side of the ball, though, going against the Hawks, generally like to look at these point guards going against Trey Young. DeJounte Murray, Derek White, you touched on both being pretty good defensively. It's going to be hard not to like them both in this game on offense as well. So DeJounte Murray, 7,100, uh, really like him. Uh, I'm definitely interested. Played 24 minutes against this Hawks team earlier in the season. Put up 34 DK points, 16, 6, and 5 with a couple uh, defensive numbers as well. Plays a full game against them. It's kind of hard that he doesn't pay off that $7,100 price tag. But at a point-per-dollar standpoint, who do you like more, him or White? Uh, that's a tough one. White is... Hit or miss, um, but I, I'd probably go white just to save that $1,100 there. Uh, Flo- I, I think Murray outscores him, but that $1,100 is going to be kind of big on this slate because I know I like some of these top dogs, and then you got uh, a lot of this value, but probably going to be wind up needing that 1100 on just a, a early estimate there. I can't falter. They're both great plays. Uh, DeRozan at 76, not somebody I see myself going to, but I wouldn't fault you if you do. I uh, just talked about, like you said, so many guys either a little bit of a tier lower, a little bit of a tier higher. Uh, and if it is, you know, probably at that $7,600 range, I prefer Capella on the other side. But again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fault you. It's a great matchup for all these Spurs guys. I don't think I'll be going to Pirtle. Uh, but again, I know that's your boy, Santino. I, I know you're going to probably touch on him, so I'll let you do your thing. Um, I Well, Probably won't go too hard to him either, but he has been playing really well uh, the last couple games, and he's been playing over 30 minutes in the last four now. Um, I don't know if I'll particularly go to him in this matchup. I just think him and Capella are going to be... It's going to be fun to watch both of them. But under 6K, he he makes my player pool, uh, but I think the most exposure I'll have here is Murray and White, probably in reverse order. Yeah. I don't blame you. Yeah, it's going to be fun to see some uh, some Capella, Pirtle, uh, body smacking for some boards. Uh, both these guys should finish. Yeah, you wanted to say digit. something weird. I know. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you wanted me to say something weird is what you wanted. Don't, you know, that's what you wanted. You just wanted to hear it involving Pirtle. Uh, no, nothing nothing, nothing weird coming on this end right here. We're good. We're going we're gonna to continue to remain this professional. 
Uh, into the last game. Denver Nuggets traveling to L.A. take on the Clippers here. Uh, for the Nuggets, it's only Monte Morris on the injury report. He's rolled out. For the Clippers, Patrick Beverly, Paul George, Serge Ibaka, Rajon Rondo all rolled out. Marcus Morris Sr. is questionable. What a game to end the night on. I mean, we want everyone to be healthy, but still should be some, some pretty fun action. Uh, look, talk about this Denver Nuggets team. I guess now with Aaron Gordon in the mix. How does that affect things? And, uh, you know, can we still pay that 10-6 price tag for Jokic? Uh, I'm I'm personally not. But th- if you didn't want to, uh, a rematch with these this Clippers team is where you'd want to go. But I, I'd just rather play for Westbrook, uh, especially if there's no Beal. Just a much – you can just be- expect a much faster uh, pace game in the other one. Outside of that um, – Anytime you're incorporating a new guy, especially a guy like Jokic, he's going to want to get him involved and make him feel comfortable, and that's why he's one of the favorites for MVP right now. Uh, this guy is just very team-oriented. He doesn't care if he's he's the one who scores or the other people score. Uh, he just wants to to win the basketball game, and so I don't. I I think. He, him specifically, he's gonna he's gonna let Gordon get get his. Uh, Porter Jr.'s not that type of guy. He's gonna go and get his when he wants to. Uh, Jamal Murray's he's gonna try and get his as well. I just don't love the matchup for anybody in particular. Um, but uh, I probably will look at like a a Will Barton under six K. But uh, this is this is one of those good real life basketball games that. Uh, you Murray, Jokic, Porter, Gordon, all these guys could go. I, I'm not going to put Gordon there. I'm sorry. The first three guys can go off, but uh, it's going to be hard to pick which one exactly. And I don't think it's going to be Jokic. I, I think there's, yeah, I'm not going to fall. I'm kind of with you. I don't think I end up with Jokic as much. But again, he's in that Steph Curry range, just that pivot uh, where we expect him to probably be a little bit. Maybe he's not even lower. Yeah, if Beal sits, he'll be lower owned than Westbrook for sure. Uh, but, you know, Beal plays. They'll probably be very similar ownerships, and I think I'd still prefer Westbrook even if Beal plays. It's just the way I'm going. You talked about that game total. But I don't think there's anything anybody, any, any NBA fan loves more than just like an untraditional and unorthodox player. Just somebody doing something that just looks weird and like it shouldn't be done. And, and that's like all about Jokic's game. The no look passes, like the 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 stupid one dribble jump shots that this guy does, where he's like looking at the ground, and it just doesn't make sense, like something you'd see at a YMCA, uh, and he's just nailing it. And uh, he, he's a fun dude to watch, but not a guy like you said, a very good matchup to watch, not one to target. I don't think I'll have anybody over here on the Denver side. When push comes to shove, they're all just pretty much GPP options at best for me. I just don't trust any of them too much in cash right now, but. Uh, sliding over onto the Clippers side of the ball, no Paul George. Kawhi Leonard comes in at 9,300. Uh, where do you stand on him? I guess he's kind of going to fall into that, you know, right around that Kyrie Irving and Steph Curry territory. And I guess out of those three guys, how would you rank them? Um, with no Harden, Kyrie, Kawhi, Steph. Uh, this matchup is really good for Kawhi. And you figure that. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is going to be the one that's guarding him, and he still has his issues on the defensive end. No Paul George, just like there's no Harden. Gives him a, a big boost here. Uh, I probably won't. I'm, I'm going to stick more to the Kyrie, but uh, 
Kawhi is he would be the pivot option for me uh, in that range. Yeah, you can't. I mean, you just know you're getting such a comfortable floor with Kawhi at all times too, especially knowing that there's no Paul George and. He's always got that 60 DK point upside baked into him. Uh, and it just, you know, I guess you could say it's like uh, it's a convection oven. Uh, that was a corny joke, Santino. But uh, with Bill Paul George, it's just, you know, we're looking at probably 45 to 60 uh, pretty comfortably. And at 9,300, you're getting that paid for right there. So I, I wouldn't fault you. Uh, if you want to play him, I think I will have some shares of him. I don't know how it's going to you know shake out at the end of all my lineups, how much ownership I actually land on him with. But I expect myself to probably be right about even with the field. Uh, outside of him, with no Paul George, we're going to see some usage. Reggie Jackson's kind of been on a burner. Uh, he's just been shooting the ball well, and the shot attempts have been there for him. So not a guy that I normally want to play, and I, and I definitely you know don't feel comfortable playing. But if he's going to keep shooting the ball well, definitely a guy that we can look at. And I think Terrence Mann and Batum, Batum uh, you know, really stepped up in that last one, got a little quick spot start, and – Turned out 10 rebounds. Looks like regular Batum that we saw earlier in the year that kind of went missing. Uh, two points, 10 rebounds, five assists. Is that anything more than a Batum line? Uh, probably not, but definitely a guy that we could see draw another quick spot start if there's no Morris and if there is no George. So uh, Batum, Mann, and uh, Kawhi Leonard uh, are probably my three favorite plays, and I'll maybe throw in a hair of Reggie Jackson if I'm feeling risky. And uh, Luke Kennard's gotten the start a couple times, and he's had – Back-to-back double-digit shots, so he would be another guy I'd throw in there at 4-2. I'd prefer him over uh, Batum in that forward or that wing-type spot Um, because he's been playing more and taking more shots, and you know he's not afraid to shoot. Uh, Batum sometimes is. I know he does the the grunt work, but um, don't mind there. But, yeah, I'm with you on the other guys. Uh, Kawhi, Reggie Jackson, for the reasons you mentioned, man, he's been getting a lot of minutes. This guy's grabbing a lot of rebounds, too. Uh, and Kennard would be the guys that I'm looking at because I'm pretty sure they already said Ibaka, Beverly, uh, Rondo, they're all out again. That's a lot of, and Paul George, it's a lot of uh, bodies out there. And Marcus Morris uh, is questionable. So you can look to this team against a, a Nuggets team that while they do play at uh, the second or one of the slowest paces in the league, they are, um, they're a defense that you can you can get points on. All right. That rounds us out, my good friend. That brings us to a close. But before we go anywhere, we have our player tiers. Our expensive, our mid, and our cheap. Our value. So I'll let you uh I'll let you lead us off. Got a lot of options to choose from. We talked about a lot of guys. Uh, but who is your favorite expensive tier player? And I think I kind of already said it multiple times. Uh if I'm Go. I'll just give two because Russell Westbrook's kind of, he is the highest priced guy in here, and he, I consider him the Super Saiyan tier. I think there's four different <laughs> tiers. Everybody over 10K is in the Super Saiyan tier. Uh, I'll go Westbrook. If I'm going to go all the way up there, I just think he's the safest guy, especially if Beal doesn't play. Uh, expect another 2015-15 type of game at the minimum with, with upside to that. Uh, and then Kyrie Irving. I don't expect James Harden to play on the second end of a back-to-back um, and they're playing against Charlotte. It's just uh, this guy's going to just – I expect 25-plus shots, assuming the game should stay close, and uh, that's that's more than enough for me to, to go some Kyrie Irving higher, and then he's going to be playing primary point guard, uh, so he'll get those assists that he hasn't been getting lately with, with Harden there. 
So if, if Westbrook's 11K is like super sane, I'm just trying to fat, like think of what would what was James Harden when he was you know last season just cooking cooking folks. Uh, I think he was at like 12.6 at one point on DK. Might even almost been touched at 13K. Like what super sane level would that be considered? Like at what point? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it it'd probably be fairly high. I think I don't even know. I'm I'm a little lost on my Dragon Ball Z knowledge, but I know that there's at least like you know four or five Super Saiyan levels, so he'd probably be up there. Uh, I'm with you, both those guys, fantastic plays. I'm also going to go with Ben Simmons. I think it would be my expensive tier guy. You touched on the two guys I would have named, so I'll go down a little bit. Uh, I'll go to Ben Simmons at eight to nine hundred. Still no Embiid going against Cleveland. Nobody in the paint to, to do anything against him really. So I do think that uh, Ben Simmons is a guy that I will be targeting. We'll go to that mid-tier range now. Uh, yeah, I hate I say I hate that I put it at seventy-five hundred because there's always a guy that's seventy-eight or seventy-nine I like. Like I would just lock in Ingram right now, but we'll go seventy-five. Keep ourselves with the challenge. Santino, seventy-five hundred dollars or less. Oh yeah, I was gonna say Ingram because we usually do eight uh, k or less, but <clears throat> in that um, the mid-tier range, I'm probably gonna go uh, lower lower end here and, and look at some some Mason Plumley at six k. I'm just looking at the matchup against Detroit, knowing that Daniel Gafford's going to be out again. Uh, Robin Lopez, Alex Len, Rui Hachimura, Rock. None of these things scare me. So I'll go with uh, Plumley there. Can't fault you. The Plumster. The Plum. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll stay on brand, and I think I'll just go with my boy DeJounte Burry at 7,100. Uh, I'm with you, and this is kind of what we alluded to early on, where this whole mid-tier range is a little bit, uh, it's a little unappealing. Like, you know, there's a couple guys that we like a little bit higher, Ingram, Capella, uh, we touched on those guys, uh, but outside of them, you kind of want to skip, uh, I personally, I want to skip over a lot of this range, uh, but I do like Murray, 7,100, going against Atlanta, Trey Young defense never scares anybody, unless it actually entices us, uh, we usually want to get some shares, Uh so I think DeJounte Murray in this matchup, 7100, a guy that I could definitely look at. We'll go to the value tier. I think we I think we have more than enough value. I think we could we could probably just change it up and say like, you know, less than four K if we wanted, but we'll keep it on brand less than five K, Santino. Who's your favorite value play? Uh yeah, I was gonna go under four K anyway and just dig because I think we have a ton of them. Um I think Isaiah Hartenstein is just makes a lot of sense at thirty seven hundred. Just out of sure necessity. I mean, there's no Jared Allen. There's no Larry Nance. Probably there's going to be minimal Kevin Love, if any. Uh, this guy, who they don't have another center. They, the only other center on the team is not is a small forward, and that's Lamar Stevens, and he's the second tallest guy. And then you got Dean Wade. Uh, I mean, Hartenstein's got to play, assuming he doesn't get into foul trouble. So... Uh, quickly like he did in that that first game 34 minutes might be where he has to play so 3700 for 34 minutes uh, i'm all aboard yep i think that would probably be uh my first option as well uh, i can't go wrong with hartenstein regardless of whether he starts whether he comes off the bench we prefer him coming off the bench uh that way the ownership gets dro- uh, driven down a, a little bit so either way fantastic plays he'd be my top value play as well so I can't pick him though. Uh, you you took my guy. I don't know why you get... guys do this. What, you... uh, I mean, we can both play the same guy, but why not? You know, get two. I mean, let's be realistic. If you're uh, building multiple lineups, you might want to pivot off a of Hartenstein based on ownership. Okay, then, you... then 
then uh, stop stop eating time here and then throw I'm one out there. Why you gotta call me out like that, man? Of course I'm eating time right here. I need some. I need a second. Uh, if I had to go with another value play, I guess you know in that price range, uh, I'll probably keep it on brand under under the four K. Um, there's not much here, man. I can't. I'm gonna go to your guy. I think I, I was I was gonna say Jerome Robinson if Beal sits, but I'm probably just gonna be on the Westbrook train so much that I'm not gonna want to play both those guys in the same lineup. Uh, so maybe I'll just go and look at your guy over there on the Clippers. I didn't mention him, but you touched on him. Uh, and that being Luke Kennard at 4,200. If all those other guys sit, he should be looking at a decent a decent role, decent shot attempts. He's a guy that I never seem to get right. Uh, but again, if he's taking double-digit shot attempts, it's kind of hard to get him wrong in 30-plus minutes at 4,200. So it kind of feels weird. I don't, I don't, I never like recommending Luke Kennard because I just never get him right. But he's got the role. He's going to have the shot attempts. Damn, I wish I had Hartenstein in that. But that rounds us out, man. Anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Uh, no, I'm pretty good. Uh, I think I think we covered it all. We have seven games, uh, some still some news and stuff to shake out, especially in that that New Orleans side with Zion. Uh, my initial thinking is he might not miss much time, if any, but it's it is a back to back, and this is the front end of a back to back, and they are facing the Magic, uh, so I would think that they would lean on the side of caution, especially because all of last year they didn't want to play him. But um, hmm. so I, I would expect him to sit. But I've been wrong many of times with my assumptions on this crazy 2021 pandemic season. Absolutely, and I'm kind of on board with you there. I think he sits well, but who knows? Uh, and we have also some news, some good stuff going on over here, guys. Uh, things are growing. Uh, we need some more bodies. Uh, plain and simple, we got some new roles opening up over here on the DFS today side of things. Uh, multiple positions, multiple levels. Uh, if you are interested, if you have the passion, if it's something that you could see yourself doing and you want to be a part of, uh, you can message us, DM us on Twitter at Micapatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Uh, you can message Santino at Santino Cocone, S-A-N-T-I-N-O-C-A-C-C-O-N-E. Or you can even get a big dog, Dan Bespris. Uh, if you're listening to the show, you know where Dan's at, at Dan Bespris. Uh, in Shoot us some information, ask us some questions, let us know a little bit about yourself. If you have a resume, send it on in, whatever it may be. But we are looking to grow, and we want you guys to help. We want you guys to be a part of this. So come aboard. Get at us. Also, give us a thumbs up, rate and review, subscribe, five-star, all that good stuff. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever you may be listening. Uh, And then if you screenshot that, send it on over to us on Twitter. Again, all this Twitter. Uh, and you'll get entered for a free fantasy pass. And it doesn't stop Santino. I feel like I feel like Billy Mays. And wait, there's more. We're gonna be hosting the first oh Hoopball DFS contest. This is a good one, Santino. It's actually a good announcement. I think you'll like this one. Uh, we're gonna have the first Hoopball DFS contest this coming Friday. Not this Friday. The following Friday. I'm sorry. Uh, not this Friday, but the following Friday. So about ten days from now. Nine days from now. Uh, we'll have a contest. So it'll be about 25 entries in there. Uh, once it fills, that's it. You know, we'll, we'll maybe look into doing another one the following week. Uh, but I am going to put up something uh, for the winner out of my own personal stash over here. I am a sports card collector. I am a hoops junkie. 
So I have probably over, I don't know, like I would say about 10,000 or so cards. So I'm going to find some good autographs, some good rookie cards, some good things that I think maybe some some people might be interested in. Maybe I'll even let the winner select it. Let me know what your favorite team is. I'll find something that maybe you like. uh, And you will get that for free. You'll get a shout out. You'll get a mention on the podcast. uh, And most of all, you get the bragging rights that you get to smoke a bunch of our experts over here, uh, whether it's me, Santino. We'll have Keith in there. We'll have some other guys in there. Uh, Maybe Dan jumps in there, but most of all, we want to get you listeners in there. We want to play you guys. We want to get to hear from you, Uh, and it will be a blast. I know that when we used to do these, they were always a great turnout, so we're going to bring them back a little bit here. But 25 entries on the first one. We'll probably set it up about a $5 entrance fee, uh, and I will be tweeting the link out, and you'll see that probably scattered around. Uh, But you're going to want to reserve it. Get in there quick. Only 25 entries. So at the hour, Mark Santino. Let's get out of here. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll be uh, Santino running solo on that one, right? My good friend, you'll be going on that one? Yeah, I'm going to be covering for the Thursday crew on that one. The Thursday crew is now Santino. That's what's going on right now. He's, he's handling the biz. But thank you guys for listening. Let's go out there. Let's take down some cash. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.